Hi, this is Jen of JenniferThayerKnight.com. John 17 gives us a glimpse into the heart of Jesus as he prays before facing the cross for his disciples and for us. This week's post, When Jesus Prays. What we know is the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9-13 should more aptly have the name, the Lord's Instructions on How to Pray. What we find in John 17 should be called the Lord's Prayer because this is where we actually read the words of Jesus praying. All other moments when Jesus prays, we read that he went off to pray or he prayed in solitude. In this moment, John gives us a glimpse into the words of Jesus' prayer. John gives us insight into the heart of Jesus and how he intimately prayed to the Father. When Jesus prays in chapter 17, we find it divided into three parts. Part 1 is John 17, 1-5, when Jesus prays for himself. Part 2 is John 17, 6-19, where Jesus prays for the disciples. And remember, there are 11 at this point because it's after Judas betrayed him. Part 3, John 17, 23-26, Jesus prays for us. He prays for the church. John 17, 1-5 from the NIV says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all of those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. In part one, Jesus prays for himself. He knows he's facing the cross and he comes before God asking for God to glorify him so that he can in turn glorify God. This is perfect humility. I read this as Jesus asking God to give him the strength and the courage to do this terrifying task so that Jesus may bring salvation to all of us and in turn bringing glory to God. This brings me so much hope because Jesus also had to pray for strength. For myself, when I go through the challenging circumstances of life, it takes all I have. Sometimes it feels like God help me are the only words that I can get out. And knowing that Jesus prayed for courage and strength as well, brings me a lot of hope. This is great encouragement for moments when God asks us to step out of our comfort zones, when he asks us to do the things that scare us. It's okay to pray, God, be with me. Give me strength. Give me courage in this moment. I love the part of this prayer when Jesus says in verse 5, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Once again, we get a glimpse of Jesus in existence from the beginning of creation. John emphasizes this in the introduction of his book and then again here. 
John 17, 11 through 12 of the NIV says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture could be fulfilled. In part two, Jesus prays for the disciples. He prays for God to protect them. Notice he said, I protected them while I'm here. Jesus protected them by the power of his name. He continues the prayer by asking God to keep protecting the disciples by the power of his name. Jesus reminds God that he will leave them here in the world to do his will and to fulfill their calling. Jesus passes on his authority to the disciples and ultimately to us to teach, to preach, and to heal the sick. We see God answer this prayer. And here is one example with Paul. In Acts 16, 18, when we read of Paul making the demons flee by the power of Jesus' name, we cannot forget the power that is in the name of Jesus. His name carries more than we can imagine, and we cannot toss it around like it means nothing. At the sound of his name, diseases disappear, demons flee, limbs grow back, and wounds heal. John 17, 22 through 23 of the NIV says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. In part three of the prayer, Jesus prays for us. He prays for our unity, not uniformity, but unity. Dr. Bill Creasy gives an illustration here of an orchestra. When I was working outside of the house, I worked in a music department at our local high schools, and my office sat between the band room and the orchestra room. I loved watching the kids learn their instruments and watching them flourish. Hearing them on the first day of school sometimes sounded like a massacre, but by the end of the year, they turned into a beautiful sound. So this illustration of the orchestra came alive to me. One day, the orchestra teacher brought me into the classroom and had me stand in the middle of the room. All the kids stood in a circle around me and played their music. The sound was incredible. When every instrument is doing exactly what they are called to do and playing from one piece of music, it sounds amazing. When we are in unison, using our gifts to the best of our ability, we bring forth a beautiful sound to God. If your gift is hospitality, then be as hospitable as you can. Open your home to others and share the love of Jesus when, with your guests. If your gift is accounting, then be the best accountant possible. And if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. Don't hold back. 
when we all come together using our gifts that we have perfected in Christ, then we're together in this type of unity. You know what this unity will bring? Revival. We will see revival, fire, fall from heaven. When I look around our world today and I see things heading in the wrong direction, and then I look at the church too, and it seems like it's headed in the same way. If we are not doing what Jesus commanded us to do, go and make disciples of all nations, and then the other commandment, love one another, what do we expect? When people outside the church look into the church and all they see is division and turmoil, why would they want to be a part of this? But when they see this unity, this love, and they see us caring for one another, then they will think, I need that in my life. Then we can step out in the courage that God gives us and we can share his marvelous, insurmountable, contagious love with them. When we work together in perfect unity with the gifts that God gave us and perfected in us, then what he will do with this is beyond our comprehension. Let us pray. Lord, I just pray that we could humble ourselves, come before you, put aside all our differences, and become that perfect unity that Christ prayed for us. That we would come together, bringing our gifts to you, allowing you to perfect them in us so that we can work together as a beautiful orchestra works together. And Lord, that we would make the sound come alive to you And Lord, that in return, we would see revival fire fall because you are awesome and you desire for this unity and for those to look from the outside looking in to want to desire what what they see inside. So Lord, I just pray, bring us together, unify us, and let us use our gifts to glorify you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. In the show notes, you will find several links. You'll find a link to my contact page where you can connect with me and share your prayer requests with me. You will also find a link for healing scriptures, scriptures that you can pray for yourself or for your loved ones. Again, I would love to pray for you and thanks for listening.